Hello and welcome back to Sister Love. It's your favorite Red or Rainbow. Thank you for tuning in. Um, tonight's episode is about self-betrayal. During my journeys of working on myself, doing introspection, but then also combination of personal therapy and group therapy, I've come across this word um, or phrase called self-betrayal. And in short, it, it's as it sounds, it's when you either make conscious or unconscious decisions that allow you to do things for the betterment of other people that may suppress the things that you either really want to ascribe to or it enables you to override sometimes your intuition your true feelings, and even your voice um, in delicate or just public situations. So examples of self-betrayal. When you find yourself doing things you don't want to do, you get a call, you get an invite. It may be somebody that you value or you put a great emphasis on the relationship. And we all make sacrifices. There's a difference between a sacrifice and a self-betrayal, right? Um, a sacrifice may mean maybe it's a one time or you see the value in the trade-off of something and you typically don't mind doing it. It's self-betrayal when, example, we're in the holiday season. For some, everybody doesn't recognize the holidays that happen this time of the year and they go beyond Christmas. There's a host of holidays based on spiritual, religion, geography, things of that nature. Let's say you participate in a some type of, whether it's a house gathering, whether it's a gift giving, or whether it's just the observance of a holiday. If you really do not want to do something like I just named, but you find yourself doing it either out of pressure or you're worried, worried or concerned about what somebody else is thinking, or it's easier just to comply, you're doing a lot more than accommodating. You're betraying yourself. You know your values. You know your beliefs. But yet there's something, a story you're telling yourself, and that story allows you to bypass probably something internally that's telling you that either you don't want to do it or you don't find value in it, and you're doing it just to get along or to go along or maybe even conflict averse. Or you may have grown up somewhere where in order to survive a thing, you had to comply. That's self-betrayal. And it goes in different intense levels, right? Like I just named something easy, like observing something or participating in something you really don't want to do. Um, that's a light dose. Most of us have done this at least once in our lives. Um, and I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world to do. But when you do it enough times, it can become a pattern of behavior. The reason why I bring that up is after participating in some intentional self-work this year, self-betrayal is one of those areas where I knew I wanted to gain some muscle. I wanted to lean into my intuition and discernment a little tougher so that I could recognize when I was betraying myself. And this morning, I had the opportunity to definitely flex that muscle. Um, 
transparently, I'm in this weird flux where I'm nearing the end of my school period. Um, probably got six months left in the program, but maybe three, four months before I graduate. And I'm trying to navigate what my pathway is forward. There's a lot going on um, in the personal and professional scenes with me. And I'm periodically, you know, I'm looking for opportunities. And lately, when I say lately, I would say in the last six months, a lot of opportunities have come up. Some of them have been really hit and miss. Some of them, it's, it's a variety. But where I'm going with this is, in a conversation last night with somebody really dear to me, we were really discussing that um, that feeling of feeling like you're letting somebody down when you step out of a candidate process. And what I've come to realize is because of the messaging and the way that values get projected, sometimes we end up carrying the expectations, feelings, and things of others, i.e. not your stuff, and we make our decisions based on that. This summer I had, and I mentioned it in one of my other podcasts, I had a really good opportunity to get into some DEI work. I really loved the opportunity, but I knew at that time I was not in good physical health, just not in good health. And I turned it down. It was a hard decision because I knew I didn't know what the future hold. And I'm so used to making decisions under pressure to say no to something, not knowing what could happen and whether or not things could progress in the direction I didn't want to, I was distraught. But the one thing about it, even though I was distraught, I knew I was being true to myself. And I opened up to a small pocket of people who reinforced that, and it was what I needed because to have accepted that opportunity would have been real short-sighted, and it would have been a good decision temporarily with long-term discomfort because at some point it was going to come out in the wash. That move really wasn't for me, not fully, and this is more than a bad decision or a trade-off or anything like that. Self-betrayal is when you know what you feel and you know what you know, but you go in the opposite direction because of some either identified or unidentified fear that you've attached either to the scenario, the values, or person, place, or thing. Another example, similar path. Um, This is really vocation-based. I had an opportunity out in California. I just knew that was going to be it. But the reality was it was asking me to do a lot of stressful lifting. And I'm at a place because of school and just stuff that I'm navigating physically. The last thing I need to do is take on something that demanding. But it wasn't until I had a conversation with somebody and I think they could tell I was on a fence that I processed out like, that's not the move either. Yeah, there's some lifestyle benefits to it, but if you got to do it that way, I'm cheating myself because I'm going to put myself on a chopping block to carry burdens that I don't have the stamina to carry. But again, I'm so used to 
or have been used to surviving a thing because that's what's coming up for me. It's not that I go in these decisions wanting to waste people's time. And that's another thing. Stop assuming you're wasting somebody's time. You're allowed to be curious, but we're going to get to that part in a moment. And you're allowed to explore. In contrast to what people reinforce, as BIPOC women, Black, Indigenous, and other persons of color, you are allowed to explore. You are allowed to have options. And you're allowed to say no to something, even if it seems like an opportunity of a lifetime. So what? It's your prerogative, and you have access to have a prerogative. But the way that sometimes we're socialized and things are reinforced, we feel so much shame and guilt but by not saying yes. And that's just not a, even a realistic burden, but that saying yes is for somebody else's benefit, not yours. And we have to lean into that. We have to dig into that. And that's what I did in that opportunity. I pulled out the candidacy. I knew I could probably continue for it, but I pulled out because I knew it wasn't, it wasn't even timing. The burden that might have come with it, same as the other one. I can't do this. And then that brings me to this morning. Really had a really good opportunity. But I went through um, an interview process this morning that's outside of the continental United States. And there was red flags everywhere. And I pulled back after the conclusion of the conversation and I couldn't shake a couple of things, but I didn't feel heavy. So I thought, oh, well, you know, we're not looking for perfection. Everything out here has some kind of blemish. And so my beliefs, I feel like the spirit was telling me, just step back and just let your thoughts roam free. You don't have to own them. You don't have to uh, wrangle them. Just let them roam free. And in doing that, I kept coming back to a couple of thoughts. One was the actions that was taken by one of the interviewers towards the end. And I kept thinking, I would have done that differently. And it made me think about some isms. And I'm like, surely it's not that. But see, I was already self-betraying. I didn't want to believe what my eyes and my body felt. Red alert, intruder alert. Surely this person wouldn't. Like, no, I don't. Uh-uh. I've made that mistake so many times in the past where I talk myself out of, you did see, hear and see that interesting reaction or that weird reaction. Something's wrong with it. And so then, you know, I'm in the car ride going into my position and it's still coming up for me. So by the time I sit down with somebody I know today, they were just doing something random and I tilted my head in the middle of the conversation and it hit me. I finally, because I had slowed down and I didn't judge any of my thoughts and I let them roam free, it dawned on me that I was I didn't call a thing what it was. Like early on when I was in that car ride on the way to work. The thought of, hell, they need a reorg, they need a restructure, you know, that's my go-to. This must be me. Yep, that sounds like a me assignment. But when I sat down later on this morning and tilted that head moment, what dawned on me was, 
that whole idea of reorg or restructure and I'm good at it and that's my go-to and usually when you, yeah, usually when you do that, sis, you're going to be the cleanup woman. Now, y'all, I'm not telling y'all that that's your truth, but I'm just giving you an example of me connecting dots I've never connected before. I can't tell you every last role I've taken on is about org leadership and org change. And yeah, I'm good at it. But in this stage of the game, I need to be a consultant. I don't need to lead. No, I can help you lead yours. I don't need to come and do it for you. And then when I come in and do it for you, like a cleanup woman, I end up taking on burdens that other people have purposely looked the other way. I end up taking on things that are institutional and cultural, culturally problematic. And I wear myself thin, trying to make somebody else's something better. And today was the first day where I was able to see the dots. So you call it org leadership, sis, but in reality, it's caretaking and it's fixing somebody else's problem. We said we weren't doing no more cleaning up nobody else's stuff. Oh, okay. And because of, I leaned into that, I had this small time joy because I was like, you finally, you saw a pattern you couldn't see before that you keep doing familiar things and ending up with familiar unsuccessful results. And bigger than that, you realize that that thing that allows you to call something the opposite of what it is, is how you've been repeating a pattern for decades now and now you are on your way to discerning when you're betraying yourself that is a huge milestone for me it is a huge milestone that i was able to connect the dots name the pattern but then still step back and still love on myself with grace and mercy and care but really champion and be excited that I'm doing what I said I wanted to this year. I'm getting a little closer to sizing up when something doesn't work for me, but I'm also stepping away from the things that allow me to second guess myself, to play small, to push my voice down, to not do what's best for myself. That is learning how to reduce and dismantle your behavior around self-betrayal. And so my challenge, as we wrap up the next three weeks of 2021, look out for how, the ways that you override your voice and override your thoughts and override your intuition. Maybe track it, maybe journal it, talk to a friend about it, talk to a loved one, somebody you really trust. Start leaning in that direction and see what comes up for you. Not to hold yourself hostage to perfectionism, but you might find out that you do something so easy and so unconscious that you don't realize that you're stripping your own self of joy. You're taking yourself consistently off the path of interest and passion because that's what self-betrayal does. It allows you to other yourself to the point that one day you could wake up and not even know who you are because you have made a life of accommodation for making room for others but leaving no room or margin for yourself. And so, again, as we march into this new year, do what you need to do to reflect. Be gentle with yourself and ask yourself, in what ways have I been betraying myself? 
And if you find something, what are you going to do about it? I am Red Rainbow. I really appreciate you all tuning in. For those who may be curious and you want to know the face behind who keeps bringing you these podcasts, you can find me on IG under Red or Rainbow. It's all one phrase. I will, in some time in this new year, create a separate account um, for this podcast. But for right now, if people have questions, if you have a topic that you feel like you want to see expanded upon, look me up on IG. Again, right at Red or Rainbow. Until then, I'll see you next episode, or you'll hear from me next episode. Be well, lead well.